the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Check out monorail.com, America's affordable investment app made for conservatives who want to keep their hard-earned money with companies that share their value. Download the Monorail app today. Join Monorail. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. When you think of Milwaukee, do you think of... A healthier America than L.A., San Francisco, New York, Philadelphia. I do. Maybe that's naive. Maybe any any city with a professional sports team is the same. And that's my way of introducing this piece from Fox News. The Milwaukee Bucks featured a drag show as part of their Pride Night festivities on Wednesday, with the event taking place at halftime of their game against the Denver Nuggets at Fisery Forum. Fans going to the game were able to purchase a ticket package for which they received a Bucks Pride scarf and beanie for those to show off their support for the LGBTQ plus community. The Bucks also showcased those who identify those with those in the community. The drag show drew mixed reviews on social media and sparked debate among some NBA fans and critics from those who were concerned about children being in the stands during halftime. Children in the stands bother the left, bother the activists of the LGBTQ activist community? You've got to be kidding. Children for the left are targets, not concerns. In addition to the pride celebration, what did I say? Children for the which community? Did I say for the left? I think I said for the left, right? That's what I mean, for the left. You got it up on the screen there. Men, men dressed and doing provocative dancing, uh, and uh, halftime. Men dressed as women. Hmm. I don't know why more gays do not speak out against what is done in their name. This, this does not enhance the prestige of gays and lesbians to have uh, drag queens now ubiquitous in the country. But uh, courage among gays is as rare as courage among straights. Courage is rare. In addition to the pride celebrations, what is the name? Pfizer of FISERV Forum. Is that how it's pronounced, Sean? FISERV Forum. 
You don't know? You don't know how the Milwaukee Bucks Stadium is pronounced? Oh, God. No, 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 no. no. He's giving me the excuse that the names of the stadiums change every year. Even Rick doesn't find that uh, persuasive. Pfizer, Fiserv Forum announced Tuesday that it joined the Safe Place Initiative and was marked by the Milwaukee Police Department as a safe space for underrepresented members of our community, including the LGBTQIA plus community, to call police for assistance. Bucks players were also in a video to tell fans why it's important to welcome everybody into sports. Does that mean, uh, gentlemen of the uh, of the Milwaukee Bucks, that you would welcome trans females into female sports? That is biological males. Mm. The chances of a sports reporter asking that question are, on a scale of one to ten, zero. The power of sport can bring everyone together. Oh, really? This is how you bring everyone together. I want you to realize that until men dressed as women did dances at halftime, people were not all together in Milwaukee at basketball games. You didn't know that, did you? You weren't welcome. Maybe people who believe that having nothing to do with trans or gay, that having men dressed as women and dancing for kids and adults, maybe maybe they don't feel welcomed. Right? Is that, is that possible? Are they allowed to feel welcomed? No, they're bigots. The power of sport. Bucks guard Pat Connaughton said in a video posted to social media before the game, the power of sport can bring everyone together. It doesn't matter your gender. That's true. I would agree. It doesn't matter your gender. Providing you understand there are only two. It doesn't matter your ethnicity. It doesn't matter your political views. And it definitely doesn't matter your sexual identity. What is the difference between your gender and your sexual identity? Joe Inglis added that it was important for fans and athletes and everyone in this world to make sporting events and any event for the LGBTQ community more accessible and more welcome. There didn't appear to be any controversy from players over the Pride Night festivities. I do not celebrate men publicly dressing as women, whether they're hetero or homosexual. I, I, I do not celebrate it. I believe it advances chaos, which is the left's only achievement in the arts and in, and in music and in education, is to promote chaos. There's also the element of boredom, which I have spoken about, repeatedly. It is so boring that when men wear men's clothing and women wear women's clothing. That is so middle class, bourgeoisie. It's so, what is the word, has been? Uh, 
we know better. The past generations that thought men should wear men's clothing and women should wear women's clothing, they were fools. We are the enlightened. We went to Yale, the true cesspool of the Ivy League. But it's competition from all the others, especially University of Pennsylvania. But nevertheless, I think Yale is the is the worst in terms of bringing down civilized norms, or if you will, civilization's norms. So that's what took place at the Milwaukee Bucks Stadium. Do you have the video of our teacher here? You have that, Sean? So here is a Libs of TikTok, a great organization, which all they do is put up stuff that you might not have seen. So we have a teacher with red hair and what is that, purple glasses? What, what, what exactly is that? Do you, can you tell, Sean? More hot pink? Okay, hot pink hair, but looks red to me. Hot pink, dark hot pink. How's that? These are teaching your kids. Queer teacher is really sad, practically in tears, because her school only gave the options male and female on a survey. Hmm, so this is who we have teaching our kids. Take it away, Sean. Today I feel sad because I had to sit through a professional development where we were talking about culture and climate and we were looking at different subgroups of students and how they had answered different um, survey questions and when we were looking at gender the only students listed were male and female. Um, Not the non-binary students, not the transgender students, not the students who marked prefer not to respond. Um, and I feel sad. I feel sad for them, but I also feel sad for me because it's sad because I now know that no matter how I feel on the inside, the only thing I can mark on a form to have my voice heard is female. Um, and that, that just sucks. That really sucks. And it, it, it's sad. And I I feel heavy with that knowledge. Yeah. In a sick world, this brings a woman, a teacher, to tears. You only have male and female, not non-binary or transgender. But transgender is not non-binary. I, I don't... Transgender is male or female. I mean, that's the whole point of transgender. I feel male or I feel female despite my biology. Every day I warn you about sending your kids to almost any school in America. And you still do. It's way, way, way more convenient. I'm not condemning you. Unfortunately, in a certain percentage of your cases, life will have its consequences. This is, this is, uh, we'll put this video up. When I think of my teachers and I think of this teacher, it's a big difference.
I'd like to introduce you to Monorail, America's investment app that takes you from where you are to where you want to be. Monorail is an investment and savings app that is made for patriots by patriots. Doesn't matter whether you're an Apple fan or if you prefer Android, Monorail is available in both environments and online at monorail.com. Monorail is safer for users with bank-level encryption and biometrics. Your money is protected with Monorail through Securities Investor Protection Corporation and the FDIC. No matter how you engage with Monorail, you're getting the security and safety that you need. Whether you're adding funds to your investment account, looking to buy a stock, or putting money aside for future purchases. With Monorail, you can put your money where it matters and utilize the economic power that built this country. Don't go somewhere else to trade stocks. Monorail gives you the freedom to purchase whole or fractional shares in companies you believe in. It only takes five minutes to download the app and set up. Join the pro-America money movement. Join Monorail. The, uh, the courts of the country, when they're run by left-wing justices, you, you know what will happen. You might say that conservatives are as predictable and often are. The question is, obviously, which one follows law and which one follows ideology. Here's an example. This is from the uh, Colorado uh, uh, Court of Appeals. Masterpiece cake shop baker loses appeal, National Review, over gender transition cake. Christian baker Jack Phillips yesterday lost his appeal in a case that stemmed from his refusal to make a cake for an individual's gender transition. The Colorado Court of Appeals three-judge panel, all appointed by Democratic governors, upheld an earlier court decision requiring Phillips to bake the cake. Attorneys from Alliance Defending Freedom, representing Phillips, said Thursday they plan to appeal, appeal the ruling. Phillips won a case before the U.S. Supreme Court in 2018 over his refusal to make a custom wedding cake for a same-sex couple. Autumn Scardina tried to order a cake from Masterpiece Cake Shop that was blue on the outside and pink on the inside in honor of Scardino's gender transition. On the same day in 2017 that the Supreme Court announced it would hear Phillips' appeal in the wedding cake case. This was all done in order to harass the uh, the cake maker. Everybody knows 99% of the people who bake cakes in Colorado would bake a cake to honor your changing your sexual identity. By the way, if I were a cake baker, I would not bake the cake. I would bake the cake for any transgender individual, as they would. They are being asked to bake a cake to honor an event, not to make a cake for a person. I would oppose not baking a cake for a transgender individual. That's important for people to understand. Baking a cake to celebrate an event that you don't endorse is very different from baking a cake for an individual, whatever lifestyle or whatever self-identity that person has. Scardina said during a March 2021 trial, by the way, it's also 
this is what I mean. Every leftist is totalitarian. You can't leave this cake baker alone. He doesn't want to bake a cake to honor an event that he doesn't believe in. He doesn't think that he can honorably celebrate the event. Why not leave him alone? Because the left doesn't leave you alone. Scardina said during a March 2021 trial that the attempt to order the cake was a test to see whether Phillips would make good on his assertion that he would sell any other type of product but opposed making a gay couple's wedding cake because as a Christian he was opposed to the religious ceremony involved, according to CBS Denver. Scardina's lawyer, Paula Grison, claimed that the call was not a setup but rather more of a calling someone's bluff. Right. I guess he didn't, when he made that comment, he wasn't thinking of an, of something else that would be unacceptable to his Christian faith. Why is it unacceptable to his Christian faith, you might ask? Because Jews and Christians who take the Bible seriously, indeed, as reflecting or actually being the Word of God, believe that God has created only two sexes, male and female, and that you are what you are, and so they cannot honor. They can live in peace with, they can treat beautifully, they can bake a cake for, but they cannot honor the claim that I am not male or I am not female. But that is unacceptable. You must honor what you don't believe in. The road between the left in America and North Korea is a direct one. It is only a matter of opportunity. David Horowitz's whole life said every leftist is a totalitarian, and he was right. And I knew that. He went further, and he said every leftist is essentially a communist. Not every liberal. I have been, every day I draw a distinction between liberals and leftists. Liberals vote for the communists, but they are actually conservative in their values. The only group in America that does not vote its values are liberals. Liberals vote leftist as opposed to liberalism, more opposed to liberalism than is conservatism. Liberals lack wisdom and courage, but their values are good in, in the great majority of cases. Phillips' lawyer, Sean Gates, said the baker could not create the cake because he did not agree with the message it would send that gender transition is something to be celebrated. Huh, I had not read that, and it's exactly what I said to you. He argued that it was not discrimination against Gardena, and later added that Phillips had also declined to make cakes with other messages he disagreed with, disagreed with such as Halloween images. That's a very powerful argument, isn't it? Why shouldn't he be forced to make Halloween cakes if he doesn't believe in it? 
The court found, quote, that the act of baking a pink cake with a blue frosting does not constitute protected speech under the First Amendment. Funny, isn't it? They would argue that burning the American flag is an act that constitutes free speech. Uh But baking a cake doesn't. Yes. Welcome to the destruction of a beautiful society. The Dennis Prager Show. Many investment advisors have been recommending cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin. They claim it's the new gold. This is Dennis Prager for AmFed, Coin, and Bullion. Why would you buy the new gold when you can buy real gold and silver, which have maintained value for thousands of years versus the highly volatile crypto market? When I purchase gold and silver, I do so from my friend, and I don't often say my friend in these ad copies, Nick Grovich, owner of AmFed, Coin, and Bullion. I like the fact that it's tangible. I can hold it and control how it's stored, unlike digital currency that's held in a digital wallet. I want to preserve my wealth, which is far from the case with Bitcoin spiraling drop in price. Nick's been in the precious metals industry for over 41 years, and he has established a reputation built on trust, transparency, and fair pricing. Call Nick and his team at AmFed Coin and Bullion to take advantage of his honest advice and extensive expertise. 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. AmericanFederal.com. Very nice, everybody. Dennis Prager here. And I would like to tell you about a big project that I have engaged in for the Daily Wire. They're sort of, uh, not sort of, thoughts from a lifetime of thinking about major subjects. They're inaugurating a program there called the Master's Program, and they've started with me. And they have eight episodes, 45 minutes each. It's intellectually intense. It's meant to be life-changing. I thank Daily Wire for doing it. Go to dailywireplus.com. You can see a, a trailer about me giving these courses. The first two are on secularism. It's meant to change people's lives. Episode three is happiness is a moral obligation. They're coming out every week. And they began yesterday. It's at the Daily Wire. So Dennis Prager Master's Program, Daily Wire, is another way to to just get there, I presume. I hope you watch it. I hope you send it to others. It's a... uh, It's my way of making the case for the best values I know of. How's that? How is that? Here's a piece in the New York Post about George Soros. How George Soros funds fact-checkers to silence dissent. As you know, this will sound um, perhaps strange, but I tell you what I believe I mean what I say, and I say what I mean. George Soros is so evil. He is such a completely destructive force in Western civilization that he actually 
he and the events of the last three years with the lockdowns and the damage to children and the lying of the major institutions of America, I actually, and it's not easy for me to say on so many, for so many reasons, I have never believed in an independent force of evil in the universe called the devil. It's not my theology, it's not my religion, my religion is Judaism. And it posits one force in the universe, and that is God. And therefore, as Isaiah 45, 7 puts it, God is the source of everything, including good and evil. Doesn't mean God does evil, but God created the possibility of evil, and the possibility has certainly come to fruition. Christians and others do believe in a a force of evil. Call it Lucifer, call it the devil. There are people who do seem to suggest the existence of this malevolent force in the universe. And George Soros is one of them. That Jewish organizations defend him because he he was born into a Jewish home. The man is as Jewish as my tortoises in terms of commitment, identity, values. But the fact is he was born into a Jewish home. He himself has said it means nothing to him. Neither Israel, nor the Jewish people, nor the Jewish religion. So why would Jews go out of their way to defend attacks on him, calling them anti-Semitic? Attacks on Soros are anti-evil, not anti-Semitic. So I actually wrote a piece about him. I've got to find the date. You'll be very surprised to, to learn this. Let's see, Soros, non-Jewish Jew, Prager. That should come up. Let's see, George Soros, there we go. And the problem of the radical non-Jewish Jew, and it was done in 2007. I wrote this almost exactly 16 years ago. Well... I'm not a Johnny-come-lately to the realization that Soros is evil. But he does actually make an argument for the existence of the diabolic in the human species. 1-8 Prager 776. It's the happy, 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 happy hour. Yes, it is. Hello, everybody. It's the happiness hour. Another year of happiness hours, 2023. It started in 1999. That made it for years. The original lyrics. It's the happy, 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 happy hour. Yes, the happy make the world better, the unhappy make it worse. Unhappy people do a lot of damage on this planet. Not all unhappy people do damage. But damage is done by unhappier people than happier people. 
That is so obvious that I feel silly saying it. However, we live in the age of the anti-obvious. You heard of the Antichrist? We now live in the anti-obvious. Many, this is one of the many examples. So, it's the happiness hour. I believe that happiness is a moral endeavor. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. What a fantastic idea. In the Declaration of Independence of the United States of America, which are more disunited than at any time since the Civil War. The reigning ideas of Florida and California have nothing in common. Nothing. But that is a separate subject. The subject here is happiness. So I have an interesting one based on the world's oldest person. Sean, would you please play the world's oldest person theme music that you and I selected uh, just uh, just about the 10 seconds ago. <laughs> I put him on the spot, ladies and gentlemen. He has, has absolutely no music celebrating the world's oldest person. However, he is now feverishly looking something up. My belief is that he will not pick something that is relevant. That is my, my in fact, he may not pick anything at all. All right, let's see what you chose. Put your head on my oh, shoulder. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? Hold me in your heart, baby. Squeeze me oh so tight. Show me. I love the music, but it has absolutely nothing. Not even a little teensy bit to do with the world's oldest person. Why would they not make a, a song like this, write a song like this today? God, what an age of innocence. Oh, uh, it's painful. World's oldest person, this is from The Guardian. World's oldest person on the keys to longevity. I love when they do this, when they ask the world's oldest person, so what's the secret to longevity? Cracks me up. Like they know. <laughs> to her credit, by the way, she did see she did say, I think longevity is also about being lucky. Luck and good genetics. Well, good genetics is luck. Of course there's a lot of luck. There's a lot of luck in a lot of things. What's the secret to a long, happy marriage? The good luck you had in choosing the right person. <laughs> that's that's the biggest secret. All right. Now, her name is Maria Brañas Morera. Uh-huh. Maria, Maria Brañas Morera, 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 Maria Morera, Morera. It works. Come on. Come on. There are times, ladies and gentlemen, that I am looked at by the technical director, and he is thinking... How long more will this man be in this profession? Okay, now, the woman is 115 years old. You know, there's an, 
you may or may not know this, Jews have a saying, you should live till 120, because that was the age of Moses, and declare that's how long people will live eventually, and it's the ideal longevity age. You should live till 120. Those are the later lyrics. The original lyrics were... Another great song by the... Oh my God, can you imagine this song today? I will follow him wherever he may go. That That, that is like putting up the fascist anthem. I must follow him. All right, very nice. Maria, Maria. Okay, so 115. So as I was telling you, Jews say you should live till 120. There's a great joke. So why do you wish a guy on his 120th birthday? Have a nice day. A really good one. That was a good one. I love that. Well, I'll tell you something. Maria, Maria, okay. I don't know why it keeps coming to my brain. Maria Brañas Morera, if you say to this woman you should live till 120, do you understand you're telling her, I hope you only live another five years? <laughs> that That's really something. I guess it, it's a problem that a lot of people would welcome, and she seems to be in good health. She's uh, She was actually born in San Francisco, and the parents, uh, they moved uh, they, they moved her back to Spain. They were from Spain themselves uh, when she was a young person. Okay, so now what does she say? You ready? Here is her list of what she believes keep you alive till 115. Sean, a drum roll. That was very good. drum roll. It's not what I had. It's not, it's, I had something else in mind. Here it is. Order, tranquility, good connection with family and friends, contact with nature, emotional stability, no worries, no regrets, lots of positivity, and staying away from toxic people. That's what she credits with her longevity, along as I said, with being lucky. Well, that's worth analyzing. By the way, my favorite answer, I wish I could get, find his name, Sean, the, the oldest World War II vet died in Dallas, I think, three years ago. And he was asked what he considered the secret to his longevity. I think he was 106. And he answered, God and cigars. I found that to be extremely persuasive. And I... Richard Overton. Richard Overton. 12, cigars Twelve cigars a day? I'm not even close. Had grits for breakfast. Is that from the Dallas Morning News? Yeah, you see, I... 111, so I remembered the source, but I didn't remember the age. 111. He's a black guy, correct? Yeah, he's my hero. Richard Overton, may you rest in peace. 
God and cigars and, well, he didn't say grits for breakfast was a, a reason for his longevity. He just, it was noted that that's what he had. But uh, Ma- Maria, 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 she says, order tranquility, good connection with friends and family, contact with nature, emotional stability, no worries, no regrets, lots of positivity and staying away from toxic people. So let's analyze this. Order. It's actually an intelligent list. Order. That is so true. Do you know that it is healthy for people to have routines? I tend not to, so this is not self-serving. The most ordered human being I know is the living martyr, a.k.a. Alan Estrin, the producer of this program. He goes to bed basically to the minute, the same time every night, wakes up basically to the minute, the same time every morning, has his exercise routine, takes a cold shower, and I mean really cold shower, and... He has order. I I don't have that type of order, but I I don't have chaos. Chaos is the enemy of civilization and the enemy of the individual. That was a very interesting choice on her part. I'm going to go through the rest of the list. Your reactions will be welcome. There's never a wish better than this. When you only got a hundred years to live. My friends, a food shortage could be coming. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's true. So survival food is important. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling For Patriots Survival Food Kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking good for 25 years super survival food. Hand-packed right in a family-owned facility in the USA giving jobs to over 200 Americans. The kits are compact, sturdy, water-resistant, and stack easily. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners. You can make these meals in less than 20 minutes. Just add boiling water, simmer, and serve. Right now, you can go to 4Patriots. That's the number 4. 4Patriots.com. Use the code Prager to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store. You get their famous year-long guarantee after your order. And free shipping on orders over $97. Just go to 4Patriots.com to get 10% off with the code Prager for the number 4Patriots.com, code Prager. I think that's great. This is, uh, I know it's so, what is this, Pink Panther? What is it? Alright, you know, stop. Okay, Baby Elephant Walk. Mancini, alright, so I, that, 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 I had it, alright, doesn't matter, it's great. So, Secrets to Longevity, this Happiness Hour as given by the world's oldest person that we know of. She is 115 years old. She lives in Spain. And her name 
what happened to it. I, I really blew it. This was a rare blow on my part, folks. <laughs> okay, here we go. I know why it happened. Maria Brañas Morera. Lived through two world wars, the Spanish Civil War, the 1918 flu pandemic. Uh, notice they don't say the Spanish flu. Oh, it's the Guardian. I think they say it later, though. What's her secret? Order, tranquility, good connections with family and friends, contact with nature, emotional stability, no worries, no regrets, lots of positivity, and staying away from toxic people. Plus luck. Order, that's a big one. So many lives are in chaos. We are, this country, amazingly, is actually inducing chaos in children. It is a major reason for the Largest number of kids on antidepressants in American history, no, largest number depressed, period, largest number committing suicide, and a big reason is chaos. You're not a boy or a girl, You, whatever you think you are or whatever you will think you are is a perfect example of chaos. Who induces chaos in people? People whose lives are chaotic. If you do not acknowledge that if you are a boy and think you're a girl, or a girl and think you're a boy, that there is chaos in your life, you are doing one of the greatest sins possible, lying to yourself. No matter how much sympathy you may have for the individual, that's chaos. It's chaos when there is nothing fixed. It is chaos when parents do not act as parents in children's lives. Act as pals. Kids need authority figures. Kids need guardrails. Kids need security much more than even love. Because we live in this, in, in a, oh, the last at least 75 years with a dearth of wisdom, people have assumed all kids really need is love. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. That's what they think kids need. Kids need order. We all need order. Chaos is guaranteed unhappiness. This is, remember, the happiness hour. So, remember, order. By the way, the abolition of tradition is a form of disorder. I belong to nothing. That's what it is. I am I am my race. I am my sexual orientation, but I am nothing else. I am not American. I'm a world citizen. I'm not a Christian. I'm not a Jew. I I don't believe in the fairy tales of the Bible. I belong to nothing. I have no identity. That's chaos. Her first statement was order. That's right. That that gives kids emotional fortitude to take on life. Next, tranquility. This is her list is really really intelligent. That's right, tranquility. So my way of putting it is inner peace. This 
Happiness Hour could have easily been titled the, the Inner Peace Hour. Striving for inner peace. Oh, God. I have it, and I am, I am, I am so profoundly aware of it and thankful for it. And a, lot, a lot of people don't. It's a very good question. How do you achieve inner peace? I mean, I believe that, uh, what is it now, 23 years, 24 years, the happiness hour might have helped you in that way. And I would like to know, I think we should do an hour on inner peace. Yep. Next, good connection with family and friends. That's a toughie. Good connection with friends is not that tough because you choose your friends. What is tough is for a lot of people to choose friends. They, they don't know where to find them. From the beginning of the happiness hour, I have said you should date for friends the way you date for a spouse. Search for friends. I have never stopped that search. Bringing good people into your life is one of the most happiness-inducing things you can ever do with your life. Bringing good people into your life. Family's a tougher one. Family you're given, you don't choose. But if you can have good connections with them, it'll help a lot. Contact with nature. I don't know anybody who is not moved by natural beauty. Mountains, streams, water. There is a real, real joy in having those things in life. But it's not alone, it's not enough. I think the others are more important, but it is certainly worthy of attention. Emotional stability. Oh, God. Well, that has a lot to do with the order one, doesn't it? And tranquility. Emotional stability. How often have I talked about people who, who have drama queens in their lives or drama kings? People who cause chaos. It's funny, I never did a happiness hour on chaos. I have talked it over and over and over about the chaos of modern life the chaos-inducing schools, the chaos-inducing political agendas of one of our sides. Back in a moment. MyPillow is excited to bring you their biggest bedding sale ever and just in time for Christmas. For a limited time, get the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, a set of pillowcases for only $9.98, and rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more, all with the biggest discounts of the year happening now. They're also extending their money-back guarantee for Christmas until March 1st, 2023, making them the perfect gifts for your friends, your family, and everyone you know. So go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager. 
or call 800-761-6302. You'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98, and get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Can't squat and I can't bend over. Got sharp pains in both of my shoulders. I'm old. I'm older than dirt. I got some of my teeth and this none this of is a my good hair. One. I can't hardly hear, but I Talking don't about care. the secrets to longevity on this happiness hour, second hour every Friday since 1999, well, in fact. So there's a woman in Spain who is now 115 years old. And they've asked her what she thinks the secrets to longevity are. She noted luck is one of them, which she is entirely right. But she noted order, tranquility, good connection with family and friends, contact with nature, emotional stability, no worries, no regrets, lots of positivity, and staying away from toxic people. That's a good list. She's really anti-chaos. That was a big one, the chaos we're giving children. We're, it, it is much better to be in a home with order and tranquility and few expressions of love, or fewer, than a family of chaos that uh, has major expressions of love. All right, what am I up to? Let's see here. Emotional stability, yeah. Emotional stability. If you are a drama queen, you have no chance at happiness. If you have a drama queen or king in your life, you have a minimal chance of happiness. Emotional stability. Wow, this woman has thought this through. No worries. I think I've had a happiness hour on almost every one of her suggestions. No worries is such such a good point. My theory on worries is that in the great majority of cases, what you worry about won't happen. So you worried for nothing. And if it does happen, you still worried for nothing. <laughs> Shut your mind off. And, of course, it's easier said than done for many people. The whole premise of my book on happiness and my happiness hour has been that your mind can control your behavior and even your emotions. That's the premise. Let your mind be in charge, not your heart. No worries, no regrets. My dad had the no regrets. It was a, it was, a, it's a, it's a gift if you have that. I don't, I don't know what the answer on regrets is. 
I would assume that they're, they're not helpful. You regret having done something. You can't undo it. It's worthy of uh, talking to, to somebody about uh, on the happiness hour. Regrets. Lots of positivity. Couldn't agree more on that. Positivity. Positivity, by the way, in my opinion, because we're all we're all hearing these this list and thinking of our own lives, and you should be. So, for my own life, positivity does not mean seeing life through rose-colored glasses. I I don't have that tendency at all. But I'll tell you one aspect of positivity is gratitude. That gives you a positive disposition. And now, ta-dam, ta-dam, ta-dam. Staying away from toxic people. So this is a dilemma. You should absolutely do that in your life. But what if the toxic people are parents? Since I believe you, you should honor your father and mother. I will have some thoughts on that. But I'll tell you, even before the break, in very few cases is it morally acceptable to break off relations with parents. In some it is, but very few. What does toxic mean? We'll discuss that, and I'll take your calls. Happiness Hour on my show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. What was that? What was that? What? <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you, you didn't hear his reaction to the sneeze. All right, everybody, this is it. Whatever's on your mind, hour, third hour, last of the week. Take in the music. There was a guy in the uh, gym I attended who's an atheist and who knew who I was and who had great joy in declaring his atheism to me whenever I'd see him. 
so interesting because I, I didn't feel the corresponding need to declare my theism to him. <laughs> it usually works in the one direction in that regard. So he would say, in, if somebody sneezed, he didn't say, God bless you. There was no God to bless you in his view. He would say, science. Science! Oh, okay. Science! Yeah, that's right. Okay, that, now I got it. Yep, that's correct. Okay, this is the area you set the agenda. Whatever is on your mind about you, about me, about life, about death. And, of course, fountain pens, audio equipment, photography, classical music, and cigars. And I finally, it took me 20 years to master it. Yep. I have all these passions. I'm very lucky. I am. It's a happiness topic, so I'll just leave that for happiness hour. So whatever's on your mind, don't be insulted if, in fact, uh, if you uh, are let go. Please, don't, don't be insulted. People, as you know, my view is people choose to be insulted. There's nothing insulting if I let you go that may just not be. For example, there was a guy who was on who wanted to challenge me on lockdowns, and I love the challenges. I go to them first, but he's on so often. If I recognize who you are, not a good sign and so I have to try to give space to other people it is uh, it is an ode to the fact that secular society has produced people who believe anything that they believe lockdowns saved vast numbers of lives that they weren't utterly destructive to children, to businesses. I, and I don't mean big business. Big business thrived because the government said if you have a little business, you have to shut down. But if you're a target, you stay open. CVS, you stay open. <laughs> you have no idea how much the secular world and the leftist world may keep me religious. I swear I'm telling you the truth. I would say as much as anything positive about faith in God and religion, it is the anti-religious, at least as much as anything religious, who keep me religious. When I see the consequences of the death of religion, then I realize, whoa, we can't live without it. Which reminds me, incidentally, that is exactly the theme of two massive 45-minute talks that I give, brilliantly produced by The Daily Wire, up this week in a series of, I believe, 10 what they call master courses up at The Daily Wire, which I have been honored to give. The first two are exactly on this, the consequences of secularism. Go to the Daily Wire and check that out. See that they have a beautiful, powerfully produced trailer on my lectures. I like uh, to work with all the, the groups doing good work, and Daily Wire is one of them.
Well, I didn't take his call because, as I said, he's been on a lot. But I did have to comment on it, lockdowns. Sweden proved that lockdowns were only destructive. What percentage of Americans still wear masks? I guess it depends on where you go. I I would have to think more people are wearing masks in San Francisco than in Oklahoma City. I mean, I don't know it for a fact, but that would be my assumption. Aside from it being useless, I, I, I can't imagine it doesn't adversely affect people. First of all, it adversely affects society. If people ask, what do you care? So people wear masks. What do you care? You're not, that, you're not having to wear a mask. Of course, there was a long period when we had to. I frequently didn't during that period. But anyway, uh, the answer is you are hurting society by wearing a mask now. You are. The fewer faces people see, the worse it is for the social fabric of a society. Why is that revelatory? Isn't that obvious? Does the veil in parts of the Muslim world actually contribute to a better society. You cannot see half the population. That's healthy. Why is the mask socially any superior to the veil? Socially. Now, you may say it's medically necessary, and, you know, if you believe that, then I, uh, there's nothing I can say, because clearly emotions rule your attitude toward life. That hospitals are still demanding that doctors wear them all day, nurses wear them all day. Uh, If you think that that doesn't have a bad effect on many doctors and nurses in their uh, temperament and the fact that you can't see your caregiver, you can't see them, you think that's good for a patient? Do you understand the sheep that seem to run our hospitals? It's frightening. Like every other major institution of society, cowards and fools run them. Why are hospitals demanding masks? I told you the other day that I, one of my doctors at a major hospital in Los Angeles area, the second he or she came into the room with my wife and me for a checkup for me. He, she removed his, her mask and said, thank God, I want to spend as much time as I can with you. Not just because he liked me, but because he had the opportunity. Oh, I said he, uh-oh, uh-oh. I really meant she. <laughs> He, she, had the opportunity of not to wear a mask. Will that ever end? I I don't see it ending. I wish, I wish a, a hospital had the courage, but cowardice is the human norm. But I wish any hospital had the courage 
to actually have a vote among its doctors separately among its nurses. Should you be, should every doctor be required to wear a mask in the hospital? I don't know what the vote would be. I would love that to take place. Now, you would think that a hospital administrator would actually do that. What if the majority of physicians at your hospital think it's actually a bad thing that every physician is wearing a mask? Wouldn't you who run a hospital want to know that? Hey, listen, if the great majority of doctors voted in favor of masks, I would have no criticism of hospital administrators. But don't you want to know what your doctors think? What your nurses think? They don't. And they're relying on physician sheep-like behavior because human beings have much more in common with sheep than with courageous human beings to do what they want. I know for me, I would leave the field or I would leave the hospital if I were a nurse or a physician. It would, it would asking me to wear that useless breathe your own breath all day contraption would be too much. My friends, Dennis Prager, the hour is what is on your mind hour. Let's go to your calls here. Jack in Minneapolis, hello. Hi. Hi. I uh, wanted you to clarify your uh, stand on uh, Jews don't believe in Satan. I was wondering if you could uh, help me out here. Uh, As I read the New Testament, the Jews seem to believe in Satan and demons in Jesus' day. Well, there were undoubtedly Jews who did, but Judaism normatively has not, and... The, the only reference to Satan in the Old Testament, which is what you have to measure for what Jews believe, yes, yes. Uh, is, uh, is, I believe, in Job, and it is it just means adversary, which indeed yeah. is the, what the devil is. Yeah. So uh, the, the answer to that is Isaiah 45, 7, a very disturbing verse that a lot of people are not aware of, that God is the creator of, of light and darkness, of good and evil. Could that not refer to him being the one who created Lucifer? Yes, to it could. But since it's, there's no reference to that, I yeah, don't have... Listen, let me, let me make my stand clear as, as a person and as a, as a religiously committed Jew. Uh, I don't have any problem with Christians or others believing uh, in, in the devil. In fact, my whole point in raising it in the first hour was that in the last three years, I have come to appreciate belief in the diabolical more than ever before in my life. 
it, it really, it almost does seem that way. It, it does seem that there are people who are possessed by the diabolical. So I, I, I don't have a war against the belief, but I have to take my religion seriously. And God is the author of everything. And there is, in Judaism, there's no independent force fighting against God in the universe. It's a, sort, it's a radical monotheism. Having said that, I repeat, I have a respectful understanding of those who believe that there is the diabolic in the human enterprise. Thank you. Eddie in Boston, Massachusetts. Hello. Hello, Dennis. Uh, the answer to your question uh, as to why do actors need to check the gun before they, they shoot it each time is Brendan Lee. Brendan Lee uh, uh, died uh, by firing a gun without checking it, uh, even though it may have been a blank, uh, but uh, that causes death. And Brendan Lee was a... Uh, Right, I know. Right, Bruce Lee's son. So, uh, thank you for for noting that. I I say thank you with, uh, not just because it's it's courteous, I actually do thank him. I changed my mind during the hour that I spoke about uh, the shooting on the set. Alec Baldwin. I had said uh, that Given the fact that there was a, a a woman in charge, she called the armorer, the, in charge of the arms, given that the assistant director said cold gun, I didn't think that Alec Baldwin could be held morally or legally responsible. However, thanks to calls from you, and emails, etc. I have changed my mind. And people have told me, nevertheless, the actor has to be the final check, as it were. I did not know that, and it makes perfect sense, especially if you're firing the gun at someone. So I have gone from I don't see how he is legally responsible to I don't see how he is not at least partially legally responsible. Especially since it was his movie and he's acted in so many movies. It is basic to all firearms instruction that before you fire a weapon you test it for live ammunition and that certainly you don't, you don't point it at anybody. And if you do, you really have to test it. Okay, let's see here. Let's go to more of your calls. Uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Rob. Hello, Rob. Dennis, hi, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you. Hey, I've um, been wanting to talk to you about this for a while. Um, you are a mentor and a father figure in my life, and you've helped me become the better father and a better Christian. So I want to thank you. 
That means the world to me. Thank you for telling me. Yes, yes. Along those lines, I actually describe myself. I'm a regular churchgoer, and but I describe myself as a devout or an evangelical Pragerite. Um, I feel like I talk about your teachings and your videos and the wisdom I get from you more than my relationship with God or with Christ, and just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Well, this is a unique call. I, I Stay on with me. <laughs> let, me let me just say, because I'm very open, as you know, I have brought a lot of people back to church and I brought a lot of people back to synagogue and I am happy about both and I am proud of that my life has been devoted to explaining and the great tragedy of the post World War II era Christians didn't explain Christianity Jews didn't explain Judaism and Americans did not explain America. Back in a moment. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. The hour you set the agenda, whatever's on your mind. So, Rob in Philadelphia has an interesting call that I have been responsible for his return to Christianity and for... Uh, a whole host of good things that have come to his life, and I'm very, very grateful for that. Now, so Sean, I think you misrepresented him. He doesn't say he follows me more than God. He cites me more than he cites the biblical passages. And is that is that problematic? So do I have that right, Rob? Is, did I summarize your call? Yes, and not that it's problematic per se, but I'm just more comfortable sharing your teachings, which I do all the time in your books and your videos, versus my personal relationship and my personal uh, God and Christ. Right, just, but so so won't yeah. won't your doing that lead at least some of those people back to religion? Of course. And that's, okay, that's so my, that's my your goal. Bit, yeah. Exa- yes. So, so therefore, I don't see it as problematic. Uh, I, I no. cite. I, I. I wonder if I have cited G.K. Chesterton in the last five years more than Moses. Uh, it, it, but it, it's not a reflection on the the fact that ultimately Moses has had a much bigger impact on my life. But putting it in modern language in the way that Chesterton does is extremely helpful. I mean, Moses didn't say when people stop believing in God, they don't believe in nothing, they believe in anything. He implied that, <laughs> or, or certainly the, the Bible does, that wisdom begins with the fear of God. In other words, if you don't have God, you, you, you don't have wisdom, and you end up with the nonsense that pervades the universities. So don't worry. I wouldn't worry about it. And it it, it is uh, it, if I or or anybody else were your vehicle to religion and God and goodness and reason, that's fine. It's 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 better than fine. It's wonderful. 
I'm humbled by it, but I'm not the issue. The issue is, whom do you quote? I thank you for that. It's a very, uh, very important call, I, I think, anyway. All right, let's go to Inner, no, Inver, not Inner, Inver Grove Heights, Minnesota, and Daniel, hello. Hello, Dennis. Dennis, if you go on the computer to myjewishlearning.com, and if you search in the search bar, for the, they have an article in there, The Eight Genders of the Talmud. Okay, and then it says uh, at the top of it, uh, Judaism has recognized non-binary persons for millennia. Is this, is this false teaching, or is it true, but, but it needs explanation? So here, so here's an interesting question. First of all, you could find almost anything in the Talmud. The Talmud is the size of the Encyclopedia Britannica. Uh, peop, the rabbis of the Talmud, to their great credit, recorded just about everything on anything. Uh, you, you'll, you know, there's a, there's a rabbi, in, a major rabbi in the Talmud, who uh, ate a chicken with milk. No Orthodox Jew today eats chicken with milk because they don't mix milk and meat, and they declared uh, chicken to be meat, even though it's not a mammal. Uh, so it, it, if you looked in that website for eating uh, eating chicken with milk, uh, they they or eating meat with milk, I doubt they would cite the fact that the Talmud says that, that uh, one of its greatest rabbis ate chicken with milk uh, and present that as normative because it would be dishonest. There is no Orthodox Jew I know, and I, I've known thousands, uh, who believes there is eight genders. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> yes, thank God. That was a good reaction. Yes. And, and anyone who would, if they, if they meant it literally, they would be going against the Torah, which is the word of God. And, the, and God created the human being, Zaharu Nekeva Baraotam. Male and female, he created them. Okay? Not male and female, and, 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 and. one Prager 776 We continue with your calls. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, Every single day, become a member of Pragertopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at Pragertopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.